This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Love this guy talking to him each and every week, even when I'm on the road. It is uh, Cooper Mays, Tennessee offensive lineman extraordinaire. We love talking to him, and it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. We're closing in on that Orange Bowl, and I can also tell that Cooper's a little further from the grind of the season. You seem a little peppier, maybe a little bit less beat up. Is that is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. There, honestly, there's nothing better than getting a little bit of get a little bit of time off, a little bit of rest in the middle of the season. It's like a, it's like a little bye week. Yep. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, you guys are getting ready to hit it. Already been a workout and we'll be in full practice before you know it. And, uh, you know, we've talked about gains that, that you want to make, but a lot has, has changed since. And I'm, I'm curious how the offense can benefit from this time now that you have a coaching change and Alex Golish who – gets his much-deserved opportunity to be a head coach. How can you guys best adapt to that in this bowl scenario? I think just kind of building on what we've been doing all year. I mean, there's we, we still know how to foot, play football. You know, I mean, we, we've got our offense. We know how to run it. And I think we can kind of just take it and run with it, keep building on it, and, you know, find pieces that are working with, you know, some of the guys that we have that are out or whatever. So, we we just got to find a way find ways to overcome and kind of adapt. It feels like to me that everybody on the is has been on the same page with this offense. So I'm I'm not saying that Alex isn't lost. Don't get me wrong, but it does seem like it could be easily transitionable because the head coaches we know Josh Apple is very involved with the offense. You got Joey Halsey who's there. It, it seems like this is an offense that's that's a group with Josh at the top, but it, it's a group, and that includes you who handles a lot of the front front calls as well. Uh, yeah, I think I mean I think we're we're going to be okay, you know, everything's got to got to end up being okay anyway if we want to win. So, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I love Goldish. Goldish was a great a great OC for us and, you know, just being around him every day. He's got a great personality and 
you know, kind of an infectious energy to him. But, you know, we've got to we got to find ways to move on and, and kind of overcome, you know, the challenges that we have and, and find a way to get a dub. And then yeah, uh, Joey Halsey, I'm, I'm curious what you think of him, because a lot of people think he'll just slide into that OC position. We'll see. Um, but j- just your thoughts on him as a coach. I mean, he is ascending the coaching ladder incredibly quickly. It's just a couple of years. He was like an analyst and now he could be an OC in the SEC. That's pretty incredible. For sure. I think, I think Halsley is probably one of my favorite coaches overall on the whole staff personally. Um, just a, a great guy, a great human and, and kind of the same way, you know, an infectious energy and, you know, just loves that just kind of loves being out there with us. I think, I think it's something he thoroughly enjoys and, and he just kind of loves the game and loves being around his players. And he, he definitely builds confidence in all of us, and especially his quarterbacks. Uh, right before we went on the air to record this podcast, and I want to remind you, it's brought to you by our friends at City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. The ball report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. They will make sure you get the best service for your HVAC unit and integrity matters. So they give you the right prices and the fair prices. That's what City Heating and air conditioning is all about. But right before we went on, um, my phone blew up that uh, Darnell Wright had decided to forego his final season. To be honest with you, Cooper, I get confused with the COVID year. I don't know how many years you guys have left sometimes. <laughs> but but yeah. you talk about a guy that's ready for the NFL. That's a guy who's ready for the NFL. Oh, no doubt. I mean, if you look at, you know, the body of work he's put together this season and, you know, you may say like forego his last year of eligibility, but let's be real in a, in a normal, you know, in a normal college football circumstance, this would have been his final year anyway. So I think it's time for him to move on. I think he's got a great opportunity ahead of him at the senior bowl. And, you know, I think he's got a lot of opportunities to prove himself as, as, you know, a guy that can maybe sneak into the first round. I mean, I, I think it's totally possible and, I've always said that. So, you know, I, I definitely believe in that. I think he's going to go to the senior bowl and have a really good week. And, you know, I think he's going to climb the the ranks a little bit. And then I think he's going to go to the combine and do really well there. Well, you brought up his physical ability, but sneak into the first round, I think is very possible for another reason altogether. And that's one, you know, right tackles. If, if that's, if that's where he's projected, maybe a little bit lower, but if there's a problem at left tackle, you know that you can flip him there, I would think, with his feet. You've got some versatility there that most players don't have. Right. I mean, I, I think he's a little bit more natural at right tackle, and I think I think people kind of underestimate how hard it is, really, to, to switch sides like that. I think, it, I think it's a little bit harder. I think it's probably better to keep him on one side. But like you said, I mean, he's, he's a freak athlete and, and – you know, just great with his body. So it wouldn't be, you know, something that he couldn't do. But, I mean, if you look at his body of work that he's put together this year against the rushers that he's been against, I mean, there's no reason why I think you should just let him, you know, be where he's comfortable right now and just let him eat. I agree. I mean, he did a fantastic – I know it was a group effort, did a fantastic job. Uh, When I went back and watched the tape from Will Anderson um, and just, yeah, Phenomenal player. You you called it early, said he was just an incredible athlete, and it's it's shown up. Um, it's just, yeah. Uh, I will give him the ultimate compliment, Cooper. How about this? I'm a Cowboys fan. I think the Cowboys need to draft him as early as possible. I think I think all I think all teams in the NFL need to draft him personally. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. 
I mean, I guess you, you know, there's, there's a couple I'm sure that probably don't need a right tackle, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it, it never can hurt to have somebody that is that good and can move that well at that size. Yeah, my Cowboys fandom comes through only every once in a while, but let's talk about some other guys that had decisions to make. Uh, Cedric Tillman, and you and I talked about opt-outs before. He decided to opt out of the Orange Bowl against Clemson. I, I can understand that for a number of reasons. The ankle injury never really seemed to get 100%. And your thoughts on, on his decision to opt out of the Orange Bowl? Yeah, I mean, definitely would never speak badly on anybody's decision. Like I said earlier, you know, in the probably last show or the one before, I mean, everybody's got different situations. And, you know, no, nobody knows what's going on in somebody else's brain. You know what I'm saying? So what's best for somebody else is is completely their call. And like you said, I mean, getting injured is is tough to come back from. It really is. I mean, I dealt with it all year last year. Like you just never really feel right or feel, you know, back to your probably normal self until the next, you know, spring probably comes with, with something like that. So it's just something that nags and, and keeps probably getting re-injured. So, you know, I have no no blame on him at that part. And you had you had an ankle too, specifically like him. Yeah, we had the same injury. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, take me through the time frame of when you felt decent enough to play a, and then decent enough to play well, and then a hundred percent. You, I mean, I I probably can't put like a timestamp on the the first two, but feeling hundred percent probably didn't come until probably February, maybe. I don't know. I mean mid January just it it really just takes i mean think about it this way if you're a if you're a middle school football player and you have a high ankle sprain you know that's a youthful body that's a that's a probably around the same healing time you know how long is a doctor really going to say you probably need to sit out this long let's be real it's not going to be like 2 weeks there nobody says that a, a doctor that has you know a doctor's probably going to say you probably need to you know, sit down for a, a pretty good long while before that thing gets really healed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a painful injury. I can't, I can't even lie. Yeah, especially as much cutting as he, he has to do. I, <clears throat> I completely understand that as well. The, the question a lot of Tennessee fans would ask if, if there were a championship at stake, would some of these decisions be different? Do you know, can you give us any insight to those? Not not just Cedric, but with anybody. How would that affect a decision that somebody might have to make? I, I, I can't even speak for them. That's that's all up to them. You would have to ask them. I, I would never judge anybody on that. I'm, I'm happy for them and, you know, happy with what they're doing. And, and as long as they're good, I'm good. Well, the other guy that's going to be good is <clears throat> Jalen Hyatt. And – uh, I, th- there was some question that he might return uh, for another season. To me, that seemed um, a little bit questionable as much as he's done. I, 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 if I were him, I would head to the NFL. What were your thoughts on his decision as well to move on to the NFL? I, I mean, I, I think it's the right call. I mean, there's there's no certainty in this game. You know, each play could be your last. And I think I think you got to do what's best for you and your family first, and and probably every aspect in life. If you look at anybody criticizing the decision, let's be real. If they if they had something go you know terribly wrong at their job, they would want to leave. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's you can't you can't judge somebody when I'm sure most people in the same situation would do the same thing. Who are some of the guys when you guys really start hitting? that you'd like to bring along from a, a young standpoint that you've seen glimmers in on the offensive line 
that you'd like to say, hey, you can you can have a big impact in 2023 and beyond. Let's, let's start to get this ball rolling in both practice. Shoot, that's probably. I mean, it's hard because they're on they're on a different side of the field of us, really, for most of the part. They're they're working with the defense, trying to service them. So it, it's hard. There's there's guys you look at. I mean, all all of them are you know high high level recruits or, or pretty good level recruits, and you know they're all big and strong. So I'm really trying to get all of them along. We need all the help we can get, and you know, in any year, you never know what's going to happen. Like last year, I mean, we went through probably three, four interior linemen within a season. So you got you really got to bring everybody along. There's there's a lot of guys that will probably need to step up next year. So you're talking about the you were talking about the O line working with the defense as kind of essentially the scout team, right? The second yeah, team, the the young guys always work with the the defense on a different field. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well let's go back to Darnell Wright. Other than an incredible athlete, um, what what do you lose from a leadership standpoint? What do you lose when when he moves on? Just a really infectious personality at this point, honestly. I think I think he's a guy that, you know, I think he has grown up a lot and, you know, kind of figured himself out. And I think that's allowed him to, you know, kind of just fit in a lot in the room. Everybody loves Darnell. So, you know, Darnell goes out there every Saturday and shows what he can do. And I think that inspires everybody. You know, he does stuff that, that nobody else can do. And just seeing a guy like that develop so much. I mean, it's, it's great for everybody around him. I, I know when you were, let's go way back to when you were recruited. Okay. So I know you were a Tennessee fan, but give me, and I've, I've got a destination here. So trust me. But when you, when you're thinking about Tennessee, as opposed to other schools, what was your view of Tennessee at the time and how much was rebuilding a factor in your mind to go to Tennessee? It wasn't a factor to me personally, because when I, when I committed that year, we finished out the season like eight and one. So like, it looked like things were kind of up and up. So I kind of felt like we were getting back to that point where we built again. So it wasn't that big for me. I think a big thing for me was that it was close to home and that I could see my brother and everything. And plus Pruitt and that whole staff loved me from the second they got to Knoxville. Like they never wavered. There were, there were some other schools that, you know, stopped recruiting me and kind of realized like, Oh shoot, this guy's 285, 290 pounds his senior year. Like he could play really good ball. And I think people tried to hop back on the board and, and try to sway me away. But when I was, I mean, I was 240 my junior year of high school. So I was, I was, yeah, I was really small and, Pruitt and them never wavered on their support of me. They always recruited me very heavily, really hard, and they always believed in who I was as a player and what I could do. And, you know, Pruitt told me I could I could play tight end, I could play fullback, I could play D-tackle, I could play center, I could play D. They, they didn't care. They just wanted me to be on their team. They they knew I could make an impact, and they they always believed in me. So that was really big to me. That was huge for me. I, I've been doubted a lot my whole life, you know, as far as looking at my size and stuff and and – you know, he he never wavered. So it was really huge to me. Well, then that kind of makes me shift uh, gears a little bit as far as my next question, because you have guys like Arian Carter out of Smyrna. Um, you have uh, players that I think look at Tennessee a little bit different. Uh, Trevor Duncan is one player who, you know, plays where, where you played at Catholic. And I, I just think that what you guys have done have changed, it, it has changed the way, that prospects view Tennessee. Can you see that? 
Well, it should, in in my opinion. You know, I mean, if you if you look at what we're doing right now, it's it's something pretty special. And if you're a part of this, you know, if you're in this state and you don't want to be a part of it, I don't, you know, I don't really know. And then probably you didn't want to be here from the beginning because I, I I don't know how you could really turn it down being a home state kid. And if you have the opportunity to come here, you should probably come here. I mean, I think all around the country, I think Tennessee is a great place to be. There, there's no reason why we shouldn't, you know, be getting big time looks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so you know, people, uh, Ryan Carter, and I don't know if you follow it as closely as you used to. You, you, you tell me once you loved covering recruiting or following recruiting, but that's different when you get in school. But here's a guy who Alabama really wanted. You think Tennessee continues to win battles like that down the road with a with a stage you guys have set? I'm sure. I mean, it's all about, you know, prolonging success. And, and the more success you have, people just want to be a part of it. You know, so I don't really know. I don't I don't follow recruiting like I, I got so much stuff going on, you know, trying to <laughs> try to take care of these other teams. So it, it's hard. It's hard to focus on the high schoolers and stuff. But, you know, when they when they get here and they they get here and show out, we'll love up on them and everything, make sure they're good, you know, get them better. But I, I don't follow it as closely as I used to. I used to be a big recruiting guy. Like I, when I was in like middle school, all I could breathe was Tennessee recruiting. So that was, that was my thing. So um, you don't follow recruiting as, as closely, and that's that's definitely understandable. But um, just as far as your play, um, what can you work on in these next couple of weeks of bowl practice? When you have a little bit more time to focus on yourself, is there anything in particular you want to address as Cooper makes? Yeah, just just honestly just taking care of your body, getting some rest. I mean, I've played some some pretty consistent ball. I've got my technique down pretty good. If I can just if I'm healthy and and you know at at my best, then not a lot of people can play with me really, I think. So I'm I'm just trying to make sure I'm at my best when I, you know, hit the field. Do you know much about Trevor Duncan? That's a guy that, you know, Tennessee's recruiting. Do you know much about him? What can you tell me about him? Yeah, I play with him. I, I've known him since middle school. I went to middle school with him. Him and him. he's got an older brother named Cody Duncan. He uh, he's he was a walk on at Virginia Tech for a couple years. Um, yeah, we're, he, me and Cody were really good friends. And then Trevor was two years younger, so it kind of like parallels the situation of me and Cade, I guess, a little bit. So he's he's. I knew when when he was a freshman in high school. I was a junior, a junior, I think, and he was a freshman. I mean the kid had arms that went down to his knees and he was like six, five. I was like, this kid's going to be special. I knew, I knew it. he was really long and lanky, but like I could tell if he filled out his frame, he was, he was going to be a force to be reckoned with. And you see he has, I mean, he's freaking huge. I mean, the kids, the kids a stud. If you just, just off looking off, getting off the bus, you know what I'm saying? Wait, have you watched any tape of him? Have you, have you actually seen him play? I, I went and watched uh, I went and watched one game this year. I don't really know. It kind of I think he may have had a foot injury or something this year, so he wasn't at like full speed. But um, it kind of reminds me of me, man. I, my senior year, I was banged up. I had a broken bone in my foot the whole year and didn't know it, and didn't you know didn't really get it diagnosed until a little bit later on in the season. It, it sucks. So I, I haven't gotten to watch him in person as much, but. I remember him back in the day, and I watched a little bit of his tape, and he's he's a strong kid. He's a big physical guy. Well, things have worked out for you, so maybe they'll work out the same for him. There you go. Coop, enjoy practice. I know, yeah, nothing gets you as fired up as practice, but uh, enjoy that, and we will talk to you soon. appreciate your time. Uh, the Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. 
That's cityheatandair.com. He's Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off Dog Sports. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.